0: Why watch that? Listeners, listen. We've got uh, some things going on on social media that you should be checking out.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so we wanted to let you know that we have a new Twitter handle um, for the Why Watch That uh, radio uh, account. It's called Why, or excuse me, WWT Radio um, for Why Watch That. You can always check the critic out at Why Watch Critic and the referee at Why Watch Referee on Twitter, but we're also on Facebook Yay. at Why Watch That.
1: Yes. And look, especially on Twitter, let me tell you something. We're on there, the ref and I. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Let mm-hmm. us know what you want to, us to check out. Let us know if there's an actor you're wondering about. Bring it. Because <laughs> we're going <laughs> to bring it right back. We may engage you on the platform or also on an episode Ooh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on this episode of why watch that
1: meredith might be getting a little bit of her mojo back mm-hmm. Uh oh! but somebody might be complicating that so we don't know so you know is love in the air maybe it is but there might be a, a stink bomb thrown <laughs> at it <laughs>
0: I read a recent article by the showrunner Eileen uh, Chaikin. She discusses, you know, some of the... First of all, it's a huge finale. Somebody gets thrown off of of a ledge. And she's pretty clear that if you get thrown off of a ledge, you're going to die. Either...
1: Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic
0: and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and
1: TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic.
0: Well, nothing gets past the ref.
1: We do all the work.
0: So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. Presented by Dynamic Network. So why watch that talk? Well, we've seen them come. We've seen them go for the year. They're on holiday. Holiday. (laughs) (laughs) What am I talking about? I'm talking about TV. Yes, some of TV's biggest shows have called it quits for the summer, but will be returning in the fall or maybe the winter. So we thought we'd catch you up on the latest and greatest and
1: not-so-great TV finales. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I'm loving it because I'm starting to get just a small piece of my life back.
0: Oh! So, just a little bit. Oh, my gosh, you're probably going to go to the beach in a thong somewhere. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's
0: start with... I don't think so. Let's start with ABC's The Catch. That was a 2 our finale, am I right? Yeah. Uh, and this is Shonda Rhimes latest uh show that for me I've had some ups and downs with
1: it. I'll just have to really get caught up, but for you, you're you're enjoying it. Yeah, for what it is. I said it before. This is a nice change of pace for Shondaland. It's yeah. it's not too serious. It really feels ref it really feels like a summer show. Mhm. It would be perfect in June. Like just a month or two later, it'd be right in the sweet spot, you know. Put it with that mistress's show, <laughs> 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 but you know, they renewed it great. Uh, this stars Marie Enos and Peter Krause. We have talked about that. Uh, Marie Enos is a private eye, okay, she has her own firm, and Peter Krause is a con man. <laughs> oh, and they fall in love. So, where does this lit end us? I mean, are
0: we gonna come back, or
1: we well, someone. Someone is going to prison, maybe. Ooh. Ooh. Uh-oh. And did someone sacrifice herself or himself for the other? So, you know, there's a nice little tangle they have going in the show where you don't quite know who's trusting whom, who is trying to stab whom in the back. Ooh. Ooh. All of this stuff going on. We also had Mrs. Patmore show up. <laughs> <laughs> from, Shut it down. Are you from, Yes, from Doubt Abbey, she is. She's the matriarch of this crime family, this crime <laughs> syndicate. Yes, it was great. It was great. And so you know, Peter Krauser is under her, and you know, is she trying to kill him or not? So, uh, ooh,
0: I might,
1: now you, you
0: piqued my interest, critic.
1: Hey, hey, you know, I, I really think that uh, they have something here. I, I'm interested to see what happens when they have a fuller season. Actually, I hope that they don't have too many episodes. I think it was good that this was just nine episodes. It's really ten if you didn't have those two hours. If you split them Right.
0: Out. That's, that's a what they nice... did with Scandal when they first introduced it. Just
1: Exactly. That, mm-hmm. And How to Get Away with Murder, right? I think same thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a nice thing for them. We'll see, though.
0: Oh, okay. The catch. Um, let's move on to another Shonda Rhimes. And, of course, I'm talking about Grey's Anatomy. We've had some major characters, some long-term characters, who have bowed um sarah ramirez uh specifically who started i mean she's she's a day oneer for gray's um anatomy well
1: not day one she came in in season three.
0: Oh, really
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: oh well she was early on because it's like 18 seasons now or
1: something <laughs> yeah this is 12 season. she was there for 10 years 10 years mm-hmm. she's gone she's leaving Yeah, and and the funny thing is, if you watch the uh, season finale, you wouldn't know. They didn't really give you the idea that she's leaving the show. Um, I know Shonda Rhimes tweeted about it right after the finale, and people, of course, responded like, What? I can't, what? You know, all of that kind of stuff, and she didn't respond back. So, uh, (laughs) Sarah's gone.
0: Um, Well, and the thing is that she is a major Broadway... She she got her start from Broadway... um, in spam a lot, uh, yes. You know, just
1: she—that's she, where we know her. I hope she returns. Yeah, she My was brother. the lady of the lake. So um, <laughs> and can sing. Okay. Oh yes, yeah, she can sing. And you know, but for the what I liked about the season, season finale of Grey's Anatomy was that it wasn't this big old thing that happens at the end. Somebody's dead, or maybe somebody is dead. We don't know. It wasn't that kind of thing. It was more of an. I tweeted this ref. It was more of an. Uh oh. Oh. Than an OMG. Because Meredith might be getting a little bit of her mojo back. Uh oh. But somebody might be complicating that. So we don't know. So, you know, is love in the air? Maybe it is, but there might be a stink bomb thrown at it. (laughs) Oh, well. Yeah. So Grey's Anatomy, you know, honestly, to end it here for them, they had a, this is one of their strongest seasons in a while. That's uh, good. yeah Denzel directed an episode that was really good so okay
0: uh, the black list on NBC is saying sayonara for the summer and um, James yeah. spader you know what what is he up to? Good gracious
1: <laughs> Well you know him as Raymond Red Reddington right oh, uh, okay. he, you know a character supposedly died.
0: But they're back,
1: aren't they? Of course. What a shock. I mean, Jon Snow you- style. <laughs> we knew that was going to happen. I mean, really, we knew that was going to happen. But someone's missing. Ooh. We don't know where this person or these people are. Hmm. How is Raymond going to respond to this? Also, there's a spin-off of the blacklist coming.
0: Yeah, I saw that.
1: So all of this stuff is up in the air because this character we thought, air quotes, was dead, but is not, but is now missing. Oh, maybe this person went to the Phantom Zone. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Legends of Tomorrow on CW has concluded their season, but they're coming back.
1: You know what? This show surprised me. Uh... I actually like watching it. Oh <laughs> you know, my I, gosh! I, I do. It's it's cheesy. It's goofy, but it has a nice energy. They don't. A lot of times they don't let the pace lag, which I appreciate. Uh, the whole Vandal Savage villain I thought was hilarious, and uh, we see the payoff of that. Uh, we also see at the end of this season, Ref, Uh-oh. a new character enters into the fray and tells them, "Don't get on that ship." <laughs> okay. Um, I have been sent by you to come tell you now not to get on the ship because this is all about time travel and all of mm-hmm. that. So I, I'm interested to see what happens. And actually that character is Patrick J. Adams from Suits. I was like, wait a minute. Is this Suits?
0: Oh, you <laughs> love that. You love that show. The Last Panthers on Sundance, which I personally have not watched at all. Yeah. So you're, you know, we they're, they're, they're done for the season.
1: Yeah, this is a a British-French co-production. You know, we know Sundance loves to pull in, you know, overseas shows and all of that. This is starring Samantha Morton um, and John Hurt. Yes. 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 Um, Who was uh, the Elephant Man. So, nice cast. It's really about this. It's It's a crime drama. It starts with a heist. A diamond heist. They go into a bank, they get the diamonds, all of this stuff to steal. A complication occurs, which gets the authorities involved and this insurance company, and that's where Samantha Morton and John Hurt come in. John Hurt is her boss. uh, You know, we see all of this stuff that goes on between the two of them. Okay, Mm -hmm. can she trust him or not? Uh Uh, So you have all of these people going after. Uh, the, these diamonds, these criminals. And then the cop, the main cop, a French guy, his brother is tangentially related. So it's this kind of thing where you get all of these strands coming together. Uh, for me, it started really well with that heist section. It was really exciting. Then it slows down. So yeah. if you go through it, just know this happens. Uh, at the end of the season, we do see um, Samantha Morton's character Really, come full circle into being a new person with new information. <laughs> okay. oh, oh, and uh, many people are not left standing.
0: Well, I'll tell you what is left standing. Lady Dynamite on Netflix <laughs> is is standing. Actually, it was just released not too long ago, and you committed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You watch it, and as, of course, you know, on Netflix, it's it's there, it's available, It'll, it's not going away, you don't have to pay extra for it, Yeah, um, you can watch it.
1: Yeah, uh, this, as of taping, this was released yesterday. Um, what I'll say is this, this is the kind of comedy, and you can look on Metacritic or wherever else, Rotten Tomatoes, to know, this is the kind of comedy that critics are going to love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because... It's completely new, even though it reminds you of other shows. And even in Netflix's case, I understand the decision, because you could pair this with with Master of None, uh, Aziz Ansari show. You can pair this with even Love, this uh, romantic kind of comedy not show that they have on Netflix. That will work there. Even Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, it could fit there. But Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, since it was an NBC property first, still has some of that network sitcom structure to it. Which right. Which actually helps it. Uh, so for this show, for the Lady Dynamite, it, Maria Bamford uh, plays herself, essentially, a stand-up comedian who works in Hollywood. And we go inside her mind. That's what happens, Ref. Oh, being John Malkovich. Yeah, there are lots of non-sequiturs. You never know what time you're in. You don't know what's coming next. It doesn't even make sense all of the time. They play around with genres. Sometimes it feels like a 70s comedy. Sometimes it's a meta comedy of today. They reference her in the show while she's in the show. Patton Oswalt shows up and does that and says, wait, are you going to do stand-up in your own show? And you're like, whoa, where am I? Uh, Anna Gasteyer plays an agent who's crazy. Uh, Fred Melamed who's a serious man from A Serious Man, A great Cohen Brothers movie, is her agent. He's trying to keep her. So it's just crazy. I'll tell you this. Fifteen minutes into the first episode, everyone, you will know whether this is for you or not. Mm,
0: mm, that's good. That's very, very good. Now, Empire has concluded its, um, its season. Neither of us were able to watch it. And there are reasons why. I think that, for me, I didn't get... I didn't catch up after the winter. So I'll get to it at some point. It just kind of... The, the show sort of started to slip away for yes. me. Um, and I, I believe for you as well. Um, it was just kind of all over the place. Now, I read a recent article, which we'll link, mm.
1: um,
0: uh, by the showrunner, Eileen uh, Chakin Yeah. She discusses, you know, some of the... It, it, first of all, it was a huge finale. Somebody gets thrown off, a, off of a ledge. <laughs> And she's pretty clear that if you get thrown off of a ledge, you're going to die. So it's either, it's either Anika or it's either, oh, girl, um, the white girl.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, both two pivotal characters, huge. Anika, of course, is carrying uh, Hakeem's baby. Yeah. And um, Anika also... Uh, pushed uh, old boy's wife down the stairs, and so she lost her baby. It's a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, but what Eileen did say is that season three will very much go back to its roots from season one. Thank on you. Focus the storyline of, of Cookie, the storyline of Lucius, and the storyline of that family. And she did admit that season two, especially in the beginning, had so many guest stars and cameos and appearances uh, that it—that she now believes that if it doesn't push forward the storyline, they're not going to include it. So I'm what? like, I'm, I'm interested in that. So it's Whoa. a storyline now. Okay. Yeah,
1: That's uh, what TV's about. Didn't I say this?
0: Isn't this what I said?
1: Yes, it's what you said. I'm not even going to go through it because I said it already. What's We got one more show to do. I, please.
0: Mic drop. Blackish on ABC has concluded its uh, <laughs> finale, and I tweeted about it. I love it. I, it was an uh, an homage and a, a a nod, whatever you want to call it, to the goodish times, <laughs> the, the good times um, TV show. Uh, Dre at this point is still worrying about his job. Things are changing on yeah. the job, and uh, someone, a regular, gets fired. And she pretty much thought she was safe and so Dre is now like, Oh my goodness, Mm -hmm. what's going to happen? His wife The
1: the way she got fired. (laughs) (laughs) That's boss. I love him. It's hilarious.
0: You totally have to watch that. Now, um, Dre's wife is pregnant. We know that. And he's like, well, why don't you take time off? This was before he found out the firings were still going on. And now he's kind of worried. So he decides to take a a nap and dreams about the good times.
1: Yeah, yeah, because good times is coming on TV. So he dreams that his family and... Dion Cole, his buddy, <laughs> as Bookman, uh, are all in the show. I thought it was great the way they casted each of them yes. as one of the roles in Good Times. I mean, if you know Good Times, it was perfect. Um, even down to James's hair, the sloping down yes! to <laughs> the. the- the Widow's Peak. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, you know, this show just gets better and better. It's uh, smart too because uh-huh. it's called the Goodish Times. Yeah, as
0: if living those times were good. Like, it's it just, it's a, watch it, watch it watch, yeah. it, watch it. You really don't need to know all the backstory because Blackish is something that you could pick up.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: and it's a great commentary on what we thought were good times, what actually are good times to today's modern um, black family. So,
1: yeah. That's right. And and it, along with what you said, you can watch this show in order and be rewarded for that. Or like you said, out of order and be rewarded. It works both
0: ways. Well, well done, TV. You have concluded a lot of your shows this year. Um, we are definitely looking forward to the next seasons coming ahead. But heck, we've got summer TV to keep us busy in
1: the meantime. Yeah.
0: Did you know?
1: Part 1.
0: Critic!
1: Oh! Uh, you know what? I'm going to hide. I'm going to hide. No! Come
0: back, come back, come back, come back. I have a Did You Know for you this week. Now, as we all know, X-Men Apocalypse is coming out. I mean, it is huge. Everybody's yeah. excited. But I don't know if you know everything about the actors and actresses. Oh, okay. Well, which X-Men Apocalypse major star attended the University of Oklahoma, where he or she majored in journalism Hmm. and minored in Japanese and dramatic arts.
1: Uh, You know what? I think the end gave that away, but I'm going to think about it.
0: All right. This episode of Why Watch That is brought to you by Audible.com the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, providing digital versions of audiobooks for download to your computer, phone, and MP3 player.
1: Sign up today to try Audible free for 30 days and get a free audiobook of your choice. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash that to get your free audiobook now and to support our show.
0: Did you know...
1: Part two.
0: All right, did you get a chance to think about it?
1: Yes, I did, and you know what? The Japanese gave it away. Oh, who is it? It has to be Olivia Munn. Yes. <laughs> well done. Finally, I can answer one of them. You, you got Anthony Mackie. I, I, did, Olivia, I did. Munn. <laughs> Olivia Munn.
0: is starring as um, what's this character's name? Psylocke. Psylocke. In um, X Men Apocalypse. Now remember, Olivia. She's majored in journalism. She started off uh, basically with The Daily Show, Yeah. Um, and then also went on to Newsroom, spitting out that Aaron Sorkin stuff. So she she's sure got a, she's got she's <laughs> got you know she's got the chops for it and the training. So I thought I'd try to trick you, but obviously I couldn't.
1: Oh. oh, she's one of my favorites. Hmm. <laughs> Back to why watch that.
0: Nostalgia is real, folks. I mean,
1: it's real.
0: <laughs> it's real. It's real. You know, lately I've been. You know, we've been doing a lot of tweeting lately, and we're we're gearing up for these screenings and all this stuff working. And I just had a mind drift back. I really started to miss uh, some actors and actresses hmm. that I hadn't seen on this. You know, in the, on the big screen, on the small screen, in a while. And particularly, I immediately thought of Philip Seymour Hoffman who is, to me, one of was one of my favorite actors. And I wanted to um, do a segment with the critic to pay homage to those who have gone too soon. Yeah. So let's go through some of the actors and actresses, directors, whoever, who we feel like, gosh, man, I would love to see them again on the screen because they left, like, in the middle of their work.
1: You know, in yeah. the middle of their work.
0: So I, again, and there's I, so
1: many of them. Oh my goodness! So
0: many. We're not going to get through this whole list, and this is no order of importance. No. But, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, nominated for uh, three Oscars, won an Oscar for his role in Capote, which I loved. Um, mm-hmm. is just a brilliant actor. Like the modern world sees him, you know, in the in the you know Hunger Games series, the last two. Really? Uh, I mean if you're like a kid you're like who's that guy Yeah. Um, but if you know good work you've seen him in so many different films you can look up his filmology but one of my favorite portrayals is him in Capote as well as well as in doubt I really enjoyed him in doubt
1: so Philip Seymour
0: Hoffman you were just gone too soon we missed your brother
1: yeah, and you know, f- with him, you're always looking at him going, what is he thinking? Because it's not in the script. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Love and, him. And
0: by the way, he's a great stage actor and started, you know, like huge stage actor. So, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, You know what? I'm going to bring up John Candy. Oh, I love
0: John Candy.
1: You know, John Candy and I go way back to, <laughs> to your childhood. When he was Uncle Buck. Oh, I love Uncle Buck! And you know, that that's coming to TV you know, with my gaps. But Uncle Buck. Oh, yes, yes, it is. Um, you know, when he talks, when he goes to the principal or vice principal's office, <laughs> niece and she's talking about silly hearts. <laughs> and he tells her off. just love it. Uh, you know, the Kenosha Kickers. <laughs> John Candy. I mean, what? Just a great personality on the screen for comedy.
0: Oh, but sir, he could also like go there. Yeah, dramatically.
1: Well, I said when he went to the vice principal's office, I wasn't kidding about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, uh, you know, it's we need more of those kind of comedic actors. Yeah, where it's it's not snarky. It's, it, it's actually somebody who's optimistic about their comedy. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. I'll have to agree. You know, speaking of optimistic about their comedy, of course, in recent news not too long ago, Robin Williams had transitioned, and oh. we had talked about that on the podcast, so I'm not going to go into great detail. That's another actor who was really getting prime, Like, strong comedic beginnings, Mork and Mindy, um, and then went on to do... Um, good morning, Vietnam.
1: Yeah.
0: And, uh, uh, what was that photo? One hour uh, photo. One one hour photo. Then he goes to this, like, he truly was a great actor. One of my favorite roles, of course, being Goodwill hunting, um, which he won the Oscar for.
1: Yeah.
0: Just able to go to extreme comedic bouts in that Mrs. Doubtfire and then go Mm -hmm. to very dramatic, um, bouts, so I uh, we've talked about him before, he's just brilliant,
1: you know what, I'm so glad Juilliard, said- Juilliard, trade. Juilliard, that's right uh, so look, he can act don't don't get it twisted there and go. Good Will Hunting because oh, that has been on HBO recently and I just get drawn in the fields metal, the fields metal, you know um, so, you know if you haven't seen Goodwill Hunting or if you haven't seen it in a while check it out, what a wonderful movie and a great performance from him. I agree. Oh. Okay. You know what? I'm going to go a little off the be- beaten path here. Yeah, I know where you're going. I'm going to Adrian Shelley. Is Ooh, that what you were guessing? No, I did. Ah. No, Adrian Shelley. That... Yeah, Adrian Shelley, unfortunately, her life was cut short way 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 too soon. Um, but before that happened, she did direct and I believe right. Waitress. Uh, A movie starring Carrie Russell.
0: Oh yeah, that's a Broadway show now.
1: That's right, it's a Broadway musical Musical. right now. That's right. Uh, Sarah Bareilles did the music for that, so that's been on HBO as well, (laughs) Ref. So I've been thinking about this. What a wonderful comedy drama. Just it's hard to categorize it. Um, it, almost a surreal presentation at, at moments where Carrie Russell plays this woman who's in this horrible marriage, but she can bake.
0: Mm. She
1: falls in love with this new country doctor. Uh-oh. And Adrian Shelley plays one of the waitresses, one of her colleagues, the one with the glasses. Yes, yes. Yeah, that falls in love with that weird guy. So, uh, you know, she <laughs> had such a wonderful, distinct voice. That, man, I, I, I just I can only imagine what she would be doing now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. that's a good one. That was a good one. I'm going to go with another lady um, who we loved. I I first saw her in many things, but it's particularly the parent trap <laughs> when I was younger. Um, Natasha Richardson. Yeah. She is the late wife of Liam Neeson and died way too soon. You, Natasha Richardson is a Redgrave. That's Vanessa Redgrave's daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, she definitely was more because the Red grapes can give us the dramatic
1: oh yes
0: yes very heavy stuff but, mm-hmm. but um, Natasha was more along she felt American to me very contemporary and yeah fresh and, um, again she was the mom and parent trap she was married to Liam Neeson she was also in Made in Manhattan as <laughs> Jennifer Lopez was trying on her clothes using <laughs> her name oh my goodness and, um, you know, and, and of course, she was in Nell, as we all remember. So.
1: Yes. And that's where, you know, she and Liam Neeson met. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and The Handmaid's Tale. I remember that from the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's just do one more. Okay. Uh, you know what? I would be remiss if I didn't mention this person because she's mentioned all the time in our podcast. And that is the great, the late and great Lynn Figpin. I knew you. <laughs> Okay, if you if you have just Get ready joined, folks. No, if you have just joined this podcast, everyone, you don't you haven't heard our old version and all of that. Lynn Thinkpin <laughs> was in Lean On Me.
0: Oh my here we go.
1: As Mrs. Barrett. Here we go. Here How we go. Dare you talk to these people about welfare? <laughs> uh my job's gonna be easy. <laughs> You're not too popular these days. <laughs> I will organize. I will beat the streets. <laughs> oh my goodness! You hear all this? So <laughs> she was also in Tootsie. Look, she was. Oh, she was. She was in um, that musical uh, about Jesus when they do it. twice. Godspell. Godspell. This woman. We need. Look, can her ghost come back? Just oh, something. You know what? I don't know about that. But she definitely
0: was the real deal you know, stage trained and also and if you don't if you don't know where in the world is Karma San Diego, she was the head sergeant trying yes, to. Yes, yes. I was like, how did they get her to do this? Everybody needs a check. So um Lynn, we, we, everybody, we just, we, we do. We say this, you know, we don't take it lighthearted. These are people who have been in our homes as far as television or on our big screens. We do miss these actors and actresses. And, um, and we just pay
1: homage to them. And now, the Pick of the Week.
0: The Crick is coming at you again with the Pick of the Week. This time, this is from Amazon Prime's, uh, a new show. By Julian Fellows. Yes, the Downton Abbey man himself. Yep. It's called Dr. Thorne. Dr. Thorne. Dr. Thorne. And it's based on Anthony Anthony Trollope's novel. And it stars Tom Hollander, who's Mr. Collins, in Pride and Prejudice, Alison Brie, who was in Mad Men, and directed by Neil McCormick. Take it away. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, look, everybody. You get four episodes. That's it.
0: That's it. That's in and out.
1: That's right. 45 minutes each. This is another marriage plot. So you can think Jane Austen right up that alley. Um, and you know what happens. I'll tell you from the beginning, you'll know what happens. But here's the thing, Downton Abbey fans. This is not Downton Abbey. Mm. Okay? It's it's closer to Emma in mm. tone. That's the closest I can get to it. Cool. So it, it's very broad. You do not get all of those layers But there's a sense of fun to it. You do get all of the costumes, because this is set in the 19th century in England. You get the big castles and houses and the lawns and all of that. But essentially, there's a a young woman Mm -hmm. who is Tom Hollander's niece. We don't know what her background is necessarily. And uh, she is in love with an aristocratic man who loves her back, but of course they can't get married, so this whole thing with that, but we know what happens in the end. But the wrinkle is Ian McShane (laughs) as one of the craziest men you'll ever see in any show or movie. So, you know, if you need that kind of period piece fix, check this out. Is it going to be perfect? No. But it's a a little trifle for the summer. Ooh, I like trifle. (laughs) Dynamic Network offers podcasts that have something for everyone. Our conversations feature experts who not only inform, but also engage. Interested in sports or entertainment? We got you covered. What about business, current news, pop culture, and politics? No problem. We take care of it all. Check out Dynamic Network at DailyDynamic.com, where every day brings a new perspective. Again, that's Dynamic Network at DailyDynamic.com.